0: Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on iconic.com. I'm here with Sam Tripoli Obviously, you guys will know who he is from Timfowl Hat Podcast, the Conspiracy Social Club, um Union of the Unwanted and BrokenSimulation.com. Sam, welcome to iconic.com. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy, mate.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Where are you located, by the way, generally?
0: I'm in the UK, so I'm I'm on the east coast of the UK, so I'm I'm up on Caster, which is literally on the, a small part in Norfolk of the UK. So,
1: in a little village, I am. I love that. I love that. Like, we're at a place where, like, we can do a podcast across the pond. I think that's just, I think we take it for granted. Yeah. And it really is truly amazing, right? So, I'm very honored to be here and I appreciate you having me on. That's amazing. And it's lovely to have you on as well, especially on iconic.com.
0: We're trying to build something here um, to keep this information going. So Sam, how did you uh, how did you get into this sign of work? What made you get into the conspiracy type of stuff?
1: Well, you know, it's like I, I've I I've always been in conspiracies even since I was a kid. You know, I, I'm I'm much older than you, but I, I was in college in the early '90s, and you know, I discovered Noam Chomsky, got into Tool. Tool led me to you know studying all this different stuff. Bill Hicks got into Bill Hicks and his whole thing on the U.S. Uh, the military industrial complex and you know, my dad always raised, told me, like, don't believe half of what, you, uh, nothing what you hear and half what you see. So I've always applied that to everything in my life. So then I, you know, I had a, I had an adult comedy podcast called the Naughty Show that did, it did okay, man. To be honest with you, it didn't actually do that well. And then uh, that ended. Then I started doing a um, storytelling show. That ended. And then, you know, the Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders in U.S. politics, we were watching Hillary just steal the primary. And I found myself talking a lot about this at the comedy store, the world famous comedy store. So I said, you know what, I should do a podcast on it. So I decided to do a, con- a conspiracy podcast. You know, one of my best friends is Eddie Bravo. And so I, I I was coming up with the name, and, you know, I've always loved N.W.A., even though I think they're a, like a CIA um, psyop. But I always loved the name, and I thought N.W.A. was, a, you know, it's like, what a great way to own a word, right? So I'm like, what is the most, like, polarizing, demonized uh, term for conspiracy theorists? I came up with Tinfall hat. I looked. I didn't see any Tinfall hats going on at the time. So I said, I'm going to call my podcast Tim Fall Hot, and, you know, the rest is kind of history.
0: It's amazing what you've been able to do over this time, and I work with David Icke, I work with Gareth and Jamie quite a lot, and um, how do you feel with the whole label? I, I find it quite of an honour to be called a conspiracy theorist, especially with what's going on now. Never have we been more needed and wanted to be do this this, um, this sort of work. I find that if we hadn't have, uh, especially you, you're quite a while ahead of me, but brought this content out over the years, no one would even have a clue they would have steamrolled this, Covid nonsense for you wouldn't they
1: yeah uh, w- w- great point i totally believe that we are in the golden age of research uh a lot of people think journalism is dead i don't believe it's dead i think corporate journalism is dead i think independent researchers and in journalism it is their golden era it's never been better and thanks to like uh you know websites like patreon and rockfin.com you can now uh make money off of your research which is great going peer to peer so i think it's great you know when i when when i really started doing tinfoil hat man was the whole again with hillary stealing the uh primary from bernie sanders and then the WikiLeaks drops happened and i started getting into what quote unquote it's called pizzagate and man it got really crazy where i was man like at the comedy store i mean people were angry with me man they hated that i was telling them and connecting the dots for them they didn't want to believe it and this was four years ago and then now we fast forward epstein's huge hollywood is like just crumbling and it's it's kind of crazy so and now we got these these hillary email drops that are just insane coming out right now so i think it's a wonderful time i get called a conspiracy theorists all the time i don't i kind of laugh at it I call it spiritual skepticism, but you know I'm I'm cool with the label. Uh, you know, sticks and stones, brother.
0: It's a really strange time for for this stuff to be coming out, isn't it? And and what's happened in the US is almost like a like a turned up colors right up. What's happening in the UK? We've just got a bit of a. I think in the UK we've got a got a more slapstick version of what you've got going on in the US. Yours is far far more big and loud and fireworks. Over here, we're just a bit shit. And we're a bit like we laugh at everything. We just find everything's a bit um, funny and a bit weird. Um, What is going to happen in three weeks' time? uh, The U.S. to me, from the outside looking in, looks like it's on a knife edge. I don't know what to expect. What's it like living over? I know it's a big place, but I mean, it must be three weeks.
1: Uh, That's a great question. Um, You know, I tour comedically around the country. Uh, I live in Los Angeles. I've seen three total biden either stickers or law and signs that does not bode well he has been doing uh tour campaign tours nobody's showing up this is the exact same scenario as what happened with hillary and donald trump the first time uh you know it's like i've said on my show before donald trump is godzilla okay and what i mean by that is every every movie every godzilla movie always starts out it's basically the same movie and it's always godzilla shows up everybody freaks out he wrecks tokyo and then at some point about a third into the movie everybody realizes there's way worse monsters out there and everyone's like okay dude we don't like godzilla but these monsters we kind of need godzilla and i think that's a a, what is going on in the states there's a very vocal anti-trump group very vocal you know never trump orange man bad and they are the celebrities the politicians but i there's something called the silent majority here and you know as cheesy as that sounds it's it it is working we see like uh, the networks are just plummeting in ratings as they shove um you know, uh, politics down our throats, and I just feel like what's happening in pop culture and what's happening on the streets are two different things. And the streets, the streets are talking, and the streets are winning. And I, I, I expect it to go exactly the way it went last time. I think they're pulling all the same tricks because lizard people aren't creative, and the internet—they created. I think you know, my opinion is this: man, they created the internet, and it got away from them, mm. and that's honestly what I think happened.
0: We have the same thing here in the UK. You step out your door and um, everyone's fed up with this. It's ridiculous. No one really believes... Well, that's not saying that. They believe it to a certain extent. They believe that there's a coronavirus, (coughs) that something's going around. But they don't believe people are dying all over the place. They don't believe the numbers. And you turn the TV on and all you're getting is... Everyone believes they should stay indoors and everyone believes this. You've got two polar opposites there. You've got your real world out, outside your window and you've got your black box, your black mirror. Seems like the same thing's happened in the UK because, sorry, in the US. Because when I look in, everyone's saying but Biden's a shoe-in, Biden's going to get this. But you're saying it's complete opposite from the actual being there. I mean, I agree with you. Trump's the lesser of the two evils. Uh, clearly, clearly that is the case.
1: Trump has a, a lot of warts, but it's not what you'll ever hear the mainstream media talk about because they actually like what he's doing with that. You know, his he's got a Zionist issue, you know, mm. again, not anti-Jewish, love Jews, love love Israelis, but he's got a, a Zionist issue, uh, which is pretty glaring. Um, you know, precognitive crime, AG Barr, it seems like a swamp, a swamp creature. These are issues that he's dealing with. But, there is more in my, listen, man, I, I, I'm not a Republican. I hate Republicans. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, you know, you know, for a while there's there, these leftists were trying to talk about uh, Paul Ryan was the savior and it's just like he's a garbage man. The only thing in politics I like is a small part of Trump. Everything else, I don't trust him as far as I can kick him. And what I think is happening in the United States is the death of the Bush clan. George Bush Sr. was basically president from Ronald Reagan's first day in office to Obama's last day in office. And Trump represents a different crime group. Mm. I'm not saying he's walking on water or it's just a different crime group. And they're pushing out the old crime group and they're trying to get in. And that's the battle over, you know, trillions of dollars. And that's really what's going on in the United States right now.
0: So do you see it? This comes from somewhere like the Vatican coming up and you're dealing with literally different crime mob groups fighting amongst each other.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, you know, for me, Zionism is just, you know, a front for uh, um, the Jesuits. I believe it's all Jesuits. You know, people get mad at me. They're like, oh, you know, you know, why'd you talk about the Jews? I'm like, because I have zero problems with the Jews. I love the Jews. It's everything is his Jesuits, man. When you study it it all goes back to Jesuits. Now, the Trump family has a lot of Jesuit connections. Uh, His ex-wife. Connected to you know black nobility and all that stuff, and that's real gameplay. So, I don't know who pulls Trump's strings, but he seems to be such a disruptor, man. And all these old institutions are dying: the two-party system, the mainstream media, uh, globalism is taking a beating out here. Hollywood is crumbling. So regardless of whatever we get from Trump so far I've really loved it and I would take him a thousand times over probably any politician for a long time to be honest with you so what gets you when you really look into these things there's such a wide
0: scope you can go into Hollywood and you're looking into there one person I want to talk to you about is Dave Giffen as well because he never gets a mention um but it's Hollywood, and then, and then there's there's Nephilims, and then there's over here is a bit of um, Satanism. And then what's the thing that really you, you kind of get up and you think, I'm really interested in that avenue of conspiracy?
1: Well, I, I, are you talking just in terms of Hollywood or conspiracy? No, no, in altogether? terms of,
0: of who. Yeah, all the whole broad of what you kind of really interested Because in, we all have an area of interest that really kind of piques our interest.
1: I love. Uh, I really get into ancient knowledge. I think ancient knowledge is what's about where we live. You know, I, I, I've I always said conspiracy always leads to spirituality and uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have a second podcast called Zero, available on rockfin.com and it's basically, I say, um, you know, fall hats to learn what's going on zeros is to learn how to deal with it and uh that's kind of what i've been in man i've been really into the spiritual place but ancient knowledge where we live the realm the multiple dimensions like that to me is the great stuff and then after that it'd probably be the occult i enjoy listening i enjoy learning about the occult, even though i don't want to dabble in it because i think you start opening doors you don't know what's going to walk through so i'm interested in that and you know if you get into ancient knowledge, you start talking Anunnakis. You start getting into that. Then there's lizard people. That stuff interests me. I don't know if they're literal li- lizard people, but you know this group that all that you know this group that's all related to each other. That's just some interesting stuff to me, man. And I really enjoy listening to that. I try to diversify what I give to my my listeners i don't want it all to be the same thing all the time and sometimes i can miss on that but i just think if it's all doom and gloom uh, i think people are going to stop listening to it you got to kind of st- stick and move on different subject that's why it's not it's not just geopolitics all the time or satanism or any of that stuff it's like a wide range of stuff that you don't know it like Tomorrow I have Jimmy Dore coming on. You know, I just did a animal psychic thing. Like that, you know, Jimmy Dore talking about Julian Assange. Like it it's meant to mix it up because I think we live in a really amazing place. My belief is our reality is every movie ever made all going on at the same time. No,
0: I would agree with you. I love I'm the same as you I love the Anunnaki, Enki, and Lil, all of this stuff. It's just like that's what really fascinates me. It's like let's go right back to what this what these people are functioning on. And then you go to you tie it in with um, the hermetic laws in the Middle East and what they might be building in Solomon's Temple. And, and uh, the, the fact that I think my, my theory is they are got to build a, a new Solomon's Temple in the Middle East and it's going to be an AI construct and there's your Messiah come back and all of this stuff. I mean, that well, stuff doubt it, man. Me.
1: Uh, I mean, like, you know, it's like, I've, you know, with the Jeffrey Epstein stuff and it's just like, you know... They want, a, which has a lot of Mossad connections to it. But for me, dude, it's all dark arts, man, mm-hmm. and dark arts and what they believe in. Uh, you know, once I discovered the Black Cube of Saturn and that whole thing, and then you just start seeing all these, you know, people around the world basically showing clues that that's what they're into. So the religions like Christianity, Islam, Judaism, I believe these people wear them as masks. Mm-hmm. just to walk around, walk around society freely, because if everyone actually knew what they were into, we would, I would like to believe hunt them down and, and hang them from trees. But, you know, so so I don't believe in any of these religions or running anything. I think they're all middle management. I think at the, at the highest levels, it is Jesuits, dark arts, black nobility, saturn worshipping and that stuff and i find that interesting as well i love to make connections ma'am it's kind of like trying to solve a murder without a body and I, I i love when the pieces kind of click together yeah i'm the same as you
0: i've, I've recently found out that um I was reading. What book am I reading? Uh, Zachary Sitchin's *The Twelfth Planet*. And in there, he talks about Pluto. And then realizing that Pluto's Gaga, and Gaga was the um, like the sidekick of Saturn. And then you look at Lady Gaga, and she's putting Satanism out in her music.
1: Oh my God! Little links like that, that.
0: and you're like, yeah. So Jupiter, I think it's it's Pluto or Jupiter. Maybe Pluto um, is Gaga, and Gaga is Saturn's henchman. It was a messenger. And then so then you look at like well Gaga's going out doing satanism obviously in the music industry she's spreading satanism around Saturnism. It's little clips like that I'm like that I'm with you I'm like wow now I see the the language what
1: they're using well I just love when the when they the pieces just click you know it's like they you don't have to force the jigsaw puzzle piece in it just kind of clicks and it all starts to make sense you know I kind of had that with um with, you know, Kazarians. I don't know if you're into Kazarians, but yeah, I thought yeah. of Kazarians. And then I believe Kazarians, Tataria. That's an interesting. I've never done a normal Tataria episode. Like, everything is always the craziest of crazy when it comes to Tataria. You know, and then you get into Kazarians, how far back they go. Yep. And, you know, like, when you go the farest way back, they're Jesuits. I mean, excuse me, they're uh, Turkish. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that leads into, you know, the Armenian Genocide, why the United States and Israel never wanted to to recognize the Armenian Genocide because Kazarian, it's like so interesting. I love all the pieces of the puzzle. And you go off to the Caucasus Mountains, there's something going on in
0: those mountains. I think there's a stargate up there, in my opinion. Stargate in the Caucasus Mountains, there seems to be, everything keeps going back to there. Noah keeps landing his boat in the Caucasus mountains like um and then you look at Noah's Ark and you think well that's just the DNA bloody bank that he's, he's got there and you look at all these things you think the clues are there and I'm like you that's the real conspiracy research there it's not Trump Biden Boris Johnson lockdowns the, the real research is the what the reason why they do these things is because they have a cult prophecy belief systems in my opinion
1: I couldn't agree more, Matt. And all that stuff is just smoke screens to get you not to, ch- the, to. I mean, when you really do conspiracy right, you will realize no one can control you, no one can run you, and this is all theater. And that, you know, it's like you talk about lockdowns. I mean, I really love that, you know, the UK is like really pushing hard that this is all. BS like you guys push way harder than we do I don't know why but I like I'm always retweeting you know doctors from the UK uh you, you know just uh popular reporters from the UK talking about how this virus is and what we are like I really love what you guys are doing but I think you I think this is all, I, I think there's something else going on with this virus, and I think, like, we just got to dig deeper. Now, if you look at, like, the Iraq war, you know, were there weapons of mass destruction? Well, there might be a Stargate out there, right? Yep. And then we're getting into Mesopotamia and how all that area is Mesopotamia. So it's, like, it's really interesting, dude. All I know is everything we're taught, people go to me, is everything a conspiracy? And the answer to me is, yeah, yeah. it is. If, if you're <laughs> is going all the way to lying to us about where we are, who we are, and what we live on, then, of course, everything's a conspiracy. It just takes time to get to everything.
0: Yeah, my theory is that is the original lie started it off. And once you lie, you have to lie upon lie upon lie. You're going back 30,000 years, well, probably not that much, thousands of years worth of lies. So in a sense, everything is a conspiracy. What you were just saying there with Iraq, I made a connection between the Philadelphia experiment, the Montauk experiment, and um, them going into Iraq and finding something there. And I think they're right. I think they found Stargate equipment. Or there was a part of this, um, part of the, uh, was it the yellow book that opens up and they were able to see into different realities or different outcomes. They were going there to find something, mate. They were going there, in my opinion. So the Philadelphia experiment, apparently when the ship went missing, a couple of people ended up, in 1983, ended up at the Montauk experiment and they were connected in a rift in time. But they went in twenty years after that was two thousand and three. They had to. There was another tie loop they had to do. So it took you up to the two thousand and three after nine eleven, going into Iraq. And in my opinion, they had to go there and get. There was some something they stole. They we know they looted a lot of the um, the historic buildings. We know the museums, didn't they? And took a lot. What were they looking for? And these are the real things. I don't get to speak to people about much because it's like there's so much more going on. The rest of it is just distraction
1: one hundred percent dude one hundred percent people just you know i mean i don't like to i don't like to think it's people's npcs but i think there's a lot out there that have a certain programming that can't look into it and they're just there to set setting for everybody and i just think that people that they've done this thing where in the long, they've just this long game they've played which they made it harder and harder for us to pay attention what's going on so You know, we work more hours than we ever have for less money than we ever have. And we want to act like we're, you know, keeping up with the latest news and what's going on. Mm. So, you know, so we turn on the turn on the television for an hour. We get told what's going on and and humans are trusting people. So we think that those people that, you know, the integrity is to deliver the news correctly. But little did we know or like little did they know, but conspiracies, always knew that it's called programming for a reason because they're programming us and to me that's the whole thing's like can you break that matrix can you get out of that thinking and is it harder you know i don't know man I, i mean i don't really watch movies i don't really watch television i only watch whatever my girl's watching i'm into ink masters right now but it's like I just really, I don't miss any of it, but some people are afraid to let go of that stuff, and it scares them, but for me, it's like, this is the most free I've ever been. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I get the same feeling as you do, I get the feeling of freedom, like, I'm looking to something true, at least this isn't bullshit, just tell me something true, Um Do you feel like as a researcher yourself, and you've got a massive audience, way bigger than I've got completely, um, do you ever feel like there is an urge to see something on the news, turn it around and comment on it quickly, but doesn't really give you the time to research properly, the the, the speed of information now, doesn't really give you two weeks to even look into something and research it properly like you used to be able to?
1: Well, uh, you know, this is going to be an American uh, reference, so I hope people will get it, but Uh, You know, it's like I've always said tinfoil hat is basically like Family Guy and uh, uh, my Patreon is like South Park. Now, if you uh, if you know the story, those two family guy, they they've come up with their storylines months in advance. They but south park is like they'll do that that week they'll crank it out whatever is big in the news that week so that's why i turn my patreon into is basically i call them daily doses mm-hmm. and i do that story if i have an opening i'll try to bang out something that's super current you know uh but the patreon gets booked out and i try to keep you know i try to keep a open uh, slot here and there so i can do something more current but Yeah, it is a hard gig to do that. It is really hard to keep up with, especially in this day and age of just, like, you know, every day something crazy happens. And you want to keep up with it, but then sometimes you can be doing so many shows, you just, like, burn yourself out. But it is difficult, man, to to keep up with all the crazy stories going on. It's interesting.
0: It's a really interesting time to be doing this. Do you ever... Do you ever feel like, as a as a researcher, some you've got a responsibility to kind of solve the problems for people? And have you got to a point where you realize that there isn't an ending to this?
1: I want I want to say like uh, I'm a researcher I'm a, I, I do when I do an episode, I try not to over research it at all. If I I do very little because what I want to do when I do a show is I want to come into it with the same kind of view or understanding that the listener is. So I found when, when I first did it, if I was doing too much research, I would lead the interview to my conclusions. So I go, I, I don't want that, man. I want to go, I want to listen to this with fresh airs. So I'm going to ask them to give me eight talking points, and I'm just going to listen through my perspective as if I am the 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 listener or you know you know fan of the show and then i'll ask the questions i feel like people at home would like to ask i you know i would be going nuts if i was super researching three shows a week i would be losing my mind probably so and i don't mind doing three shows a week it's actually people go i don't know how you do i go well it's basically for me it's like every other day i get to do a, a new book on tape And I'm just talking to the author and asking the questions and I'm learning a new a new uh, story, you know, so that's how I do. But I'm very much about I just want to take it. I want to come into this with a clean slate. I mean, it's sometimes really hard because, you know, I'm 377 episodes in like we've talked about the same subject a couple of times. So I'll come in as much open minded as I can and go from there. But yeah, man, it's it's interesting, dude. It's a wonderful time to do this. It's a wonderful time, and every day I see new podcasts, new conspiracy podcasts, and I just think there's not enough. I hope there's just more and more and more, because they can't shut all, all of us down.
0: Yeah, they can't, and and the more, the more people connect and work with, with each other, like <clears throat> um, Charlie Robinson put me onto your work, but I knew of your work anyway before that, um, obviously I work with David Icke quite a lot, and I work with the guys here in the UK. The UK's very different from, there's not many in the UK doing it. There's a very small handful, there's a few like Mark Devlin, Um, Neil Sanders who's great with mind control But not many in the UK are actually doing this I know it's a tiny place But also we're not very good at presenting I don't think in this country We're not like, we're quite quiet So we can come across quite dry And I think there's a really good mixture Between the US podcast and the UK podcast In that the dry sense of humour Can bounce off really well With someone like Charlie Who's very well spoken we're not as well spoken in the UK I don't think
1: Well, you sound wonderful, dude. I think you're like incredibly well spoken. (laughs) I I think if if there's any advantage I have, you know, I, I, I make no illusions about my show. My show very much is about being the introduction two conspiracies you know there's wonderful podcasts out there those conspiracy guys great Carlwood's higher side chat everybody on the union of the unwanted and if you ever want to come on the union of the unwanted please that. let me know yes, please. the more the merrier and i would love to have you on my podcast mm-hmm. i'd love to hear about the yellow book and we could do all that and i would love to have you on that would be a real honor um the, i think the advantage that i have is you know I bring a stand-up comedy point of view to a very serious subject, you know. And some people want my show to be a lot more serious than I ever want it to be. Because I want it to be uh, fun, you know, get them laughing, slip them the truth. That's really what I'm all about. And and I realized very early that's the only way I'm going to be able to stand out from these other guys who are wonderful researchers. It's just not not my strong suit. So my strong suit is talking off the cuff, taking what someone's saying very deep and making it digestible for everybody. So, you know, you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar to listen to my show and understand some very complex stuff. And that's really, for me, very important to the show. I have a very passionate group of people. I call them the swarm. I call them the swarm because they show up in bunches. I take the show very serious, even though some people don't think that. But I do take it very serious, and I take my responsibility of presenting the best show that I can. Now, when you're doing three shows a week every other every week, some of them aren't going to hit like you normally do, and you just can't get lost in that. But I do take the show very serious. Uh, I, I I think you guys – I love – European humor British humor I love it very much uh, I think you guys are some very I, I i what I love about Europeans is that you've seen tyranny hmm. you know what tyranny looks like and you call it out a lot more than we do we are really stuck in this two party system that is very much pro wrestling and we, sometimes people don't want to call it their own side because they really want to win and i always say some people want to be right instead of do right that's a big thing for me i'd rather do right than be right and i have no problem admitting when i'm wrong you know on a show but that's what i like about the british and that's you know how long have you been doing your show
0: this show probably about four years research wise a good uh, just over 10 11 years now
1: yeah dude i mean like if you're getting Charlie Robinson, and all these great people, you're doing wonderful, dude. It's just like my, you know, for me, like to get a bigger audience. I think like the if there's anything I brought to the conspiracy genre is this idea of working together. Mm. Uh, when I first started doing the show about four years ago, you know, in two thousand like two thousand seventeen, so a little over three years ago, um, I. I noticed that it was a lot like the stand-up comedy scene in the 90s and early 2000s, which was much more of a, a boxer type mentality, which is, you know, only one of us is going to get this. You know, it's like, and, and in stand-up that was true. There was only going to be one role, one hosting gig, one headlining gig. So everyone was on, you know, they were all in boxing stance. It was like, you know, one, you know, take care of yourself. But once podcasting came that changed and everybody started working together in comedy. And that's kind of the, what I tried to do with with conspiracy shows was get everybody started doing each other's shows, you know, and I got the idea from Doug Stanhope, which was a swap cast. So I started doing a lot of swap casts with people. And I think that's what people are doing. So I just, you know, the key I think to everything is just finding people that you were, you vibe well with and do shows with them, man. And that's really the biggest thing out there. So that's, that's kind of my opinion on the whole situation and how to grow your show.
0: I think what we do, I think something what's wrong in the UK, not wrong, but difficult in the UK is a lot of infighting, a lot of bitching going on. And there's also a lot of infiltration here. <coughs> you don't hang out like work with, the, work with the likes of Jamie and Gaz without seeing some very weird fucking shit going on. Some very weird emails coming through. I'm sure you get your fair share of really weird contacts.
1: Well, you know, I've been talking a lot about how I believe the uh, the the LA comedy scene has been infiltrated, mm. in particular the Comedy Store. It's such a it's a mecca of comedy. Why wouldn't they send in, you know, agents to blend in and get a feel for what's going on and pick who's going to be big and compromise them and control them so they put out the right message? And if we've seen that in every other major force, whether it's the Nation of Islam or uh, Martin Luther King's movement or the hippie movement or the uh, rap movement, we've seen the infiltration of, of um, intelligence. So why wouldn't the Comedy Store, which became the mecca of not only comedy, but podcasting, mm-hmm. in particular comedy podcasting. I mean, all the biggest podcasts were coming out of that building. So... My whole thing is it's, yeah I wouldn't doubt it man and, you know I I I don't I don't want any intelligence on my show even former intelligence people and I, I just you know the, my whole thing is my show is not that serious I I'm no threat to anybody I just like to listen and talk about it I, I you know I started out just doing comedians the show got bigger than I thought it was going to be it's not as big as some but it's it's doing well and uh, I just don't want it to be taken that serious. So it's just more meant to be having fun. So I, I try to keep those kind of people off the show because I just don't want it to be too serious. Now, I have people like Alex Jones on and people are like, oh, he's a compromise. Nicest dude ever. Mm. I enjoy him. He puts on theater. Is he a Vince McMahon of WWF? Yeah, maybe. But I enjoy the conversation. And it's just interesting. I, I think the biggest problem we have in the conspiracy world is like everybody accuses everybody of being a shill. And I think (laughs) it just loses it. Yeah. yeah, It just loses its, its, its power when you just keep saying that over and over again. And I just like, dude, it's like, if I'm a shill, I mean, I'm the worst shill ever because I'm, I'm broke as fuck. I mean, what are we doing here? Right. I mean, like where's my mansion and my cars and my, you know, it just doesn't even make any sense. So, I think just you're do, you're doing great. If you're working with David Icke, you're in the right place. And I think it's pretty amazing, man. And it's a wonderful time to be alive. And you just don't know when that one podcast you're going to put out is just going to click with people and just blow up. So just keep grinding. Dude. I don't know what you guys are in terms of ads and stuff like that. In the States, it's starting to blow up. You know, it's like people no longer want to get on radio or sell TV ads. It's all podcasting now. Mm-hmm. And that's just a real, that just shows you how huge the genre has gotten. Now. So I think it's interesting. Do you find that
0: someone who's, who's been doing this quite a while, you get people come to you looking for the answer, the answer. How do we stop these globalists, these Illuminati, these Zionists, or these reptilians, or whatever you want to call it, these ones controlling the These Illuminati or or the um, Predator Class, as Jason Burmes calls it. Do you get the people coming along looking to you for that one answer? I get frustrated with that. There's a whole reason we got into this shitty mess in the first place is you were outsourcing your fucking decisions to other people. How do you feel? How does that work with you? What was your experience? it's It's a
1: great question. And it's like... You know what we're trying to do, dude, is trying to have corrupt people solve corruption. and it, it's it's ridiculous that we do it. So for me, man, all, all i I feel like as as hosts of conspiracy shows, our job and I tell people this, the only thing we can do, man, is raise awareness so it gets so loud they they just can't be ignored anymore. And, and that's the only way you stop. See, like, like I was watching, like, during this COVID thing, like, in, in California, right? Counties that push back, the governor will, like, let them do whatever they wanted. But the counties that just cowered, he pounded them, dude. And I kept going, look, man, this county pushed back and look what they got. And this county cowtowed, and look what they got. And people didn't care. So my whole thing is I tell people, it's like, dude, I mean, because, like, the big thing right now in, is like, where are all the arrests? Where are all the arrests? Well, I mean, there all have been huge arrests. But the big, big arrests, I don't, I don't I don't know if we can expect that. But the biggest thing we can do is expose them for what they're doing. And the way we stop it is by convincing people to stop paying attention to it. Because when you pay attention, you put your energy into it. When you start pulling your energy out, that's when everything starts to crash. And that's what we got to do. The only way you change the world is to change yourself. And it comes from the inside. You want to change the world? Stop watching uh, the news. Okay. Get off your social media. All right. Start working out. Start eating better. Stop consuming. Start producing. That's how you do it. So that's why I tell people you want to change the world. You got to change yourself. Act locally. Think globally. That's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. My um, father-in-law
0: was in a shop round here earlier and he had—he didn't have a mask on. He's got COPD and they've tried to mandate masks in shops. I've not worn one since and I won't wear one. Um, but he, he won't wear one. The other guy came in, an elderly guy came in. He had a mask on and he went to my father-in-law, why are you not wearing a mask? And he said, well, I've got COPD. And this guy said, I'm wearing this mask to protect you. What are you doing to protect me? What the fuck? That is a yeah. classic. This is yeah. an elderly man. Why are you watch, asking other people in the in the world to protect you? It's like the boy in the bubble saying, you dickheads got to live in the bubble, I'm going off out. Doesn't make sense, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. There's a great gra- drawing about this, about all these birds in the cage and they see a bird flying free and they're like, he's making us all, he's he he's a danger to all of us. Look at him. Why is he like, pay? why is he doing he's told, man? And it's just like, no, man. And it's just like, at some point, it's just, You just can't save people, man. You just can't save people. And just the biggest thing is, again, is we just got to get the information out and start just sowing the seeds of doubt just a little bit. Because once people start a little doubt hits and they start doing some research, boom, the matrix fades away. And it's just like I, I go around with a mask on. I have a deviated septum. I have a reason I can't put it over my nose. Right. I could just say that. I'm just waiting for these idiots to just, I'm just nervous that we're going to have the TSA, which is our, our airport security everywhere. And I don't know why people don't understand that. So I got COVID right before Hmm. I got, I got hit up by LA County and they sent me something. They're like, we'd like you to tell us who you came in contact with so we can contact and we won't tell them you told us. I'm like, get the out of here. I'm not snitching on people. And it's, I mean, like, dude, my whole thing is this. Like, I know, I know, this answer's been all over the place. So I'm sorry about that, but the truth of the matter is, save yourself, save yourself, and that's all you could do, man. Is like, save yourself, save your family, and just, and i just, raise awareness because that's kind of what we're here for in the universe is to spread love, and, and teach people to help each other. That is what. The universe is, we are, what are we, what's it? Like we are, we are immortal gods having a human experience and, or mortal gods having a a human experience. And that's kind of what I believe in. We're all, each one of us is special. They don't want us to believe it. If you actually study what they're telling us to do, don't go out in the sun, don't interact with each other. That's like what being a human being is, is being out, interacting with other, herd immunity. Like they're very scientific with this. And then there's something called nonlinear warfare, right? Have you heard of that nonlinear warfare? It's new to me. It's basically, it it has different names, asymmetrical warfare, stuff like that, where it's basically like the powers that will be will put out information for both sides so that each side has their ammunition and nobody knows what the real information is. Okay. So a great example out here is Dr. Fauci. Versus the the who. Dr. Fauci is again saying you should be wearing masks everywhere. We're probably going to have to have a longer lockdown. Well, the the who just came out and said lockdowns are stupid. That's done purposefully. Mm. So that the lockdown people have ammunition and the people who want to open up have ammunition and neither shall come together. And that's done purposely. So the truth of the matter is you have to unplug. You just have to unplug from it and stop listening to it and just do what your instincts tell you that's the best way spread fuck the information when you can get off get off social media stop watching the news unplug you know unplug and walk free that's what i think dude so what you're talking about
0: there is is the control both sides of the narratives, and straight straight to the, the, the top of my mind went when the Rothschilds or Rockefellers, these families were controlling both sides of the World War One and World War Two. They were controlling both outcomes. They they don't they they bet on both sides of the football team. They're going to win the game. People won't even take that, will they? You can't even say to them, "Do you know that the Rothschilds funded largely funded both sides, whatever you want to call them, of the World War, both major World Wars?" They won't even take that on board. Um, oh dear. I mean, that's even you can't even get past that point with some people. Do you forget sometimes of doing this for a long while that people were literally at zero and you forget that actually even that they, they don't they haven't got past the first hurdle of voting doesn't really do anything. I mean, do you forget like that? It's hard to go back to that once you've done this for a while, I I find.
1: Yeah, well, I started a new show with a buddy of mine, and it's called The Conspiracy Social Hour. It's with Brian Callen, who doesn't believe in any conspiracies. And, yeah, man, it is really hard because, you know, I consider myself a black belt in this. You know, David Icke's probably like a red belt, uh, you know, a third degree red belt. But I I believe I'm a black belt. And what is a black belt in conspiracy? It's basically meaning you don't necessarily have to believe in it, but you can have a discussion about it without your head exploding. Okay, if you want to go Michelle Obama's a man, I could have a discussion without my head blowing up. Um, Most people can't do that. So, yeah, you got to kind of take it slow. When people go, well, what do you think about this? I, my question is, I ask them, I go, what do you think about it? And then I slowly, I, you know, in stand-up, my style is called gator roll, I call it. It's like alligators, right? When gators eat, what do they do? They grab you at the top, and they slowly, 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 slowly drag you down into the murky waters and drown you. Uh, that's my stand-up, and that's kind of how I approach you know, talking to people about conspiracies, just very slow. I, and I got to be honest with you, brother. I'm at a place where I don't care if I win. I, I'm like, I'm done. Like me and Eddie Bravo were talking about the other day. I'm done trying to convince anybody of anything. If you don't see it right now with all the information out, I can't save you. I can't save you. Ooh. So thank you. I have to just, you know, just be like, hey, dude, if you want to look, it's like I have these rules of the Ronin, right? I call it, you know, I'm not part of any group. I don't defend anybody I don't personally know. I don't defend any any um, action I wasn't a personally a part of. And I don't give knowledge to those who do not seek it. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I write the wrong. Some people say five and two, um clash but they really don't at the end of the day man it's just like i can't i can't convince you of something you don't want to believe but if you're open-minded to it i can show you the information so you can make your own conclusions but i'm done trying to save people dude i'm done if you don't want to know about it you don't got to know about it dude all i do is sit back and i just love that you know that one time there was a shape-shifting jesus out there trying to save all of us and that's to me is amazing and like the world is so much more interesting and w- people just don't want to learn about it. i can't help you man if you want to believe everything on the television that's the world you want to live in then you live in that world but to me we live in a beautiful realm but we're here to learn how great the universe is and we're here to help everybody and then at some point that the, you know the great chicken snake guy who runs all the uh the 365 different dimensions. They sent down shape-shifting Jesus, the Battle of the Archons, because they are banging our chicks, which makes Jesus the first Captain Save-A-Ho. Okay? That, to me, is so much more interesting than anything on television.
0: And you're not the first person like, to look into these things. I watched an old He-Man episode not long ago, and it fucking freaked me out. He-Man, white air, uh, bl- blonde hair, white Aryan, saviour of everything, Find a reptilian fucking god thing and I'm like this has been around for this is not new stuff this is like when people say David I like reptilians I'm like, look into it look into the no. ananarchy, look into Inky and then Lil and even if you don't believe in the, the shape-shifting reptilian part there is a reptilian theme to this even if you just believe it's cold-blooded killers these people that are running the earth and I just want to end it like come to the conclusion on this on your take on this they I don't believe they are as we are humans as we know human to be i believe they're biologically different i think they're soul different as well i think they're completely different types of being um and i think that's where the bloodline of the holy grail comes in what's your take on that because i do believe there's another another race at least one probably hundreds here but one specific one that's really pushing this agenda that we're seeing unfolding right now
1: I totally believe in all of it. I don't know if they're actual reptilians, but I'm open minded to it. I mean, look at Adele, right? I mean, like, dude, one second she was giant fat. Next thing she's like smoke show and she's in Jamaica. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did that happen? And it's just like and there was rumors about her being a shapeshifter before. They literally talked about how so and so are backstage shapeshifting. And now she doesn't want to sing anymore and she just wants to be like a, a, a hard eight that she is now, right? So I I, I totally believe it when you take a look at um, How all these people are connected that to me is a giant thing and everyone's like, oh, you know You know, it's like we're all related. I'm like no, dude. We're not all related. How long how far back? Do you think we have to go before you and I find a common ancestor? How many generations it's got to be a ton man? But you look at, like, Obama and George Bush. Like, dude, Obama's grandfather and George Bush Sr. were eighth cousins. And that sounds like a lot until you start to study that. That's basically your grandma's grandma's grandma, which isn't that much. So there's a video going around of this one family in the United States. It's six generations of mothers. In one family. That's not that hard. So who's the common ancestor between Obama and and George Bush? A Hinkley, right? Mm -hmm. And who shot Reagan? A Hinkley. It's just like, dude, they're all related to each other, man. And it's just, I totally believe that, dude. And it's all about controlling power. And I just think that they've overplayed their hand. And that the internet has destroyed them, and everybody. I think everybody sees these these um, vaccines coming. I had, like I said, I had COVID. I was over it in three days. Why do we need a vaccine? Yeah, yeah. You know, these these traveling. I think people are waking up to Bill Gates and all that stuff. And it's you know what, man. You know what the real real danger is? Trust fund kids, man. Trust fund kids are the real danger. How many? You know. Alistair Crowley, Mohammed, Buddha, uh, Bill, Ga- I mean, they're all rich kids. Mm. They're all rich kids, man. And they go, and they go to these private schools and they just get these, these philosophies. And because they have the connections and they're, they're part of the bloodlines, they get pushed out and they're able to do all this stuff. Cause they have all the connections and all the money. I'm telling you, man, it's like when, 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 when Malcolm X and the Unabomber both say white, liberal, rich kids are the problem, you're probably on to something. You got so many connections
0: there. Tell me if so i picked that. Even the Dalai Lama was a bloody lawyer before he decided to have yeah. a little go at being a Dalai Lama. I just, I'm just bored of this shit. I'm just going to sit on a mountain in the smock. I mean, he was a lawyer, for God's sake. People think he was bored and said He was a fucking lawyer. Like Hitler. Um, We know that from some quite a bit of research has gone into the fact that Hitler was a Rothschild and his great grandma was a um, was a maid at one of the Rothschild, Mayor Amschel Rothschilds. One of his he basically knocked her up and one of the grandchildren was Hitler. I mean, it's not these things are out there to find as well. Was it Barbara Bush, Aleister Crowley? I mean, as you say, the
1: bloodlines are there, aren't they? Uh, You want to hear the weirdest one? Adolf Hitler (laughs) and Pablo Escobar. (laughs) wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised. So they're all laid. I mean, mean, the story of Hitler is basically like a bizarro Jon Snow from um, Game of Thrones. Hmm. He basically was a royal and... And he was just, you know, they say, you know, leaders are are, are selected, not elected. So why would Hitler be any different? And everything about him, I mean, if you look at every part of the Holocaust to Israel, there's one name that is always associated, and that is the Rothschilds. At every single moment of that situation. And, you know, and it's just like. Goes, I mean, Kazaria is the most interesting of all of it, dude. Was it real? Did it exist? Is that story real? I 100% think about it, man. I 100% believe it because it it makes sense. Why does the international banking cabal work with China but not Russia? Yeah. because of Kazaria. and then he get into you know Alex the the second. You know, there's 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 belief that Alex II helped Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. There's actually pictures of Russian troops and and Northern troops together, and that's a big story that's never taught to anybody. That Russia and there's something going on with Russia. I think it has to do with Tataria. That's my honest belief, man. But it's like so interesting, dude. I, the world is so much more interesting. And you just can't have talks with people. When you talk about the synagogue of Satan, right? And you try to talk to especially Jewish people about it, you see them just curl up. They're like, this is. And I'm like, what I'm actually trying to tell you is that Jews are wonderful people, mm-hmm. and this group of people has been trying to make you look bad forever. And that's my whole thing. It's like even when I get into like when I argue with people about trans agenda, I'm like the trans aren't doing anything. It's this same group of people making everybody mad at trans, just like they do with Jews, Muslims, white people in America. It's always the same group trying to get everybody mad at another group. So you don't focus on this group that's doing everything.
0: Yeah, Yeah. they co-opt everything. As you say, it's Donma to turn. They were given a chance to. Either perish and turn from away from Sabazevi, or convert to. I believe it was Islam, and now that's what we're seeing. You I mean you have the Thirteenth Tribe and things like this, guys? These are probably all new words to a lot of people that, that don't understand these things. And I'm not uh, like massively knowledgeable in this. And you seem like you're far more knowledgeable than me. But you you look at all these things and they link Khazaria, the Khazars, the Thirteenth tri- Tribe, Caucasus Mountains. Go and have a look at the look at where Israel is now and the fact that the um, Belfort Declaration was really the reason why why they were given that place and they were always gonna come down it's amazing when you look into it it's like fuck
1: me this is 100 years worth of conspiracy dude they say that the Vatican owns like 70 percent of Israel Jesuits and you take a look at that man and it's a land bridge and again, like you know, when like when I always hear Americans are idiots, Americans are this, I'm like, dude, it's not the American people. We've we've voted in every the last two presidents have all ran on ending war. That's why we voted for them. And just it never happens. I know Trump hasn't started a new war, but you know, it's like good luck on that. Same thing with Israelis, man. Israel is, is basically LA down to San Diego. That is how small Israel is everybody's fighting over it. Israeli people are great. I've never met an Israeli I didn't like. They're wonderful people, man, but they're just like Americans. They've been brainwashed into hating this group of people that have done nothing to them. And they they're doing it's like we like the American people got duped into all these wars. So that rich families could take the opium from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And they they had us pay it on our dime and send our sons and our daughters to do that. And that's what's happening in Israel. It's just like they're getting these people to fight for them. They've cloaked a business transaction in a religious war. Mm -hmm. And it's just the truth. You know what Israel is? A land bridge that allows goods to go from Asia and Africa to Europe. It's the easiest, quickest way. Yeah, That's why they're fighting over that land. Yeah. That's nothing to do with religion.
0: Yeah, it was, it was right down the bottom of the Gaza Strip. It used to be the smallest bit of the gate, the quickest way around the planet, I believe. I could be wrong. I'm probably simplifying this. But just below the Gaza Strip, there used to be a bit there, was the cut-through. And whoever owned that
1: cut-through would be able to get goods around the planet quick enough. Is that true? Am I, am I... Well, yeah, dude. It's the quickest way to get goods to Europe from Asia and Africa. That's a very powerful area. It's very powerful. And that's what they're doing. And again, dude, Israelis are great. Palestinians are wonderful people. Mm. Why are you guys fighting with each other? And it's just like because you it's been weaponized. And there's some people who just want to control. You control that land bridge. You can, that's a lot of power.
0: It's amazing. And these we're only touching on little things here that are really deep. Sam, it's been amazing to talk to you. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy. Just the last question. I know you've just had twins yourself. I've just had a little boy the last few months. How has that changed the work you do? Do you feel like, especially with mid-COVID nonsense madness, do you feel any different? Like there's a speeding up or more of a an urgency to what you're doing, different purpose?
1: How's it changed you, if at all? Uh, you know, it's just like it's very interesting because like, there's just moments where you're like, I, what, what can I do? I mean, I'm trying to wake you guys up and I just can't, I just, you know, for me, man, it's like, you know, entertain and educate those who want to learn and just don't worry about the rest, man. And it's just like, I think people are waking up every day. I feel like we are doing the Lord's work Mm. and that's my god honest belief that we are doing the Lord's work. We are sent here to spread love. That is the purpose of this realm. We are we live in a realm, brother, that is either the lowest level of heaven or the highest level of hell. And there there are high frequency people entities and low frequency entities fighting with each other. And this is, they're fighting over the, the control of this realm. It's like our job is to spread love and teach people that the purpose of this whole run is to learn to love and help others. So through your, you doing your show, me doing my show, that's what we're doing. And that's all we can do. We can't save anybody. We can only save ourselves. And that, that's the purpose of, my educa- of what I do on this show is to tell you, save yourself. All this shit going on in the world, how much of it actually affects you on a day-to-day level? Very little of it. Yes, the mask thing does. But really, in reality, create your own, stop stop consuming, start producing. And that, to me, is the best message that you could put out there, man. And what better job for there to be? Um, Sam, before
0: you go, can you tell people, the audience, where they can find your work, how they can connect with you, mate?
1: Uh, I have a couple shows I do. I have a show called Tim Fall Hat with Sam Tripoli. It's a conspiracy show, spiritual skepticism show. I have a uh, spirituality show called Zero. It's available exclusively on Rockfin. I have a couple Patreons, but, I mean, dude, you can try to find me on Twitter. They've shadow banned me on Twitter. they shadow banned me on Facebook. They've shadow banned me on Instagram, but they're either at Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I, or Ronin Sam Tripoli and uh you know Richard I would love to get you on my tinfoil hat man you brought up a yellow book I find that really interesting I don't know how we could talk I mean if we could talk about that for an hour I'm down or whatever that we could talk Stargates man I'm all about that if you think you got enough research to come on talk about that I'd love to book you on the show and hopefully my listeners will find you hopefully the swarm will show you love and uh you can get all my dates at samtriplee.com. And, uh, you know, I, I hope someday to jump over to the pond. I'm a little, maybe I'm falling for the psyop, but traveling makes me a little nervous right now. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing or who's going to snag me somewhere, you know. So, But I would love to come over there and see you. And if you ever make it to the States, I'd love to ha- have you uh, uh, come and hang out with me in uh, Los Angeles. I'd love to, mate. I'd love to make a
0: documentary with you as well. And we're also doing some live stuff, live streams on iconic.com. So there's an option there. I'll get you in touch with Jamie. And I'm sure we can do much work with discover I'd love to come and talk on your your podcast about the the Yellow Book and Stargates and Eisen Rosen Bridges and all sorts of stuff because that stuff let's, fascinates me.
1: Let's set it up, dude. Uh, we got emails together. I'll set it up. I got a couple of dates in the near future. We just got to talk for an hour, man. But that stuff really interests me because I think that's what's really about, man. And uh, so let's do it, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. I hope I didn't talk too much and didn't uh, didn't ramble. But, man, I love it. I love that you're across the pond and we're having a podcast to me. I You know, I'm 47. This stuff blows my mind.
0: Yeah, I'm 40. I'm 40 soon, and it still blows my mind, mate. It's <laughs> pleasure, pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And um, love to the family and the kids, and let's do lots more work together, mate. Um, guys, head over to glitchinthecode.co.uk, iconic.com, and Sam Tripolis. I'll put all the links below, and you can follow his work there. He's a genius. The guy's been doing it a long, long time. He's done a lot of great work and helped this message spread. And as he says, there's no more important time to be doing this work than right now and circulating this information. So, guys, please share as much as you can. Take care. Bye
1: bye. Hi, guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code.